All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Yesterday, we started off the show by outlining the parameters for what we wanted the Oilers to do. It was this. It is not simply enough to beat the Arizona Coyotes tonight. You need to make them wish they don't have a franchise. You need to beat them so bad tonight that the people of Tempe vote no on the referendum on a new arena. That is the goal as the Oilers take on the Coyotes. Let's get into it with the lead. Mission accomplished. Let's get into that with the lead. An eight-goal outburst by the Edmonton Oilers as they did not just beat the Arizona Coyotes. They smoked them. I wish I had my thesaurus out. I would give you a bunch of different words. They trounced them, demolished them, annihilated them, embarrassed them in some ways. Although I said this earlier today on DFO Live with Frank Saravalli, if there's ever a game where a team can be excused for losing 8-2, to two, it's when you're wrapping up a NHL record 14-game road trip like the Arizona Coyotes were. So, yeah, you know. The Coyotes were right there for the picking, though. And the Oilers, they did their job. So we'll give them credit today on the show. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day with me, Tyler Uremchuk. Liam's going to be around as well. As always, we are coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. 
sportscloset.ca, everything you need for the sports fan in your life. This is The Lead, brought to you by Soho on Jasper Ave, SohoYeg.com. Game day specials. How about this? You need some somewhere to go on a Friday night? Soho, right here. That is your spot. Beautiful logo. Pizzas, jams, pints, fillies, and Oilers game day specials, like $8.75 for a pint and a slice. It does not get any better than that. We are going to bring in our friend Liam for the lead. Liam, did you tail my 70 to 1 parlay from yesterday? I did not tail uh, the 70 to 1 parlay. You wouldn't have it been working a, today if you did. I know. I wouldn't have worked ever again if I did. <laughs> but my other two bets hit. The other two bets I made for Betway hit. So that was nice at least. But uh, I feel like a lot of bets were probably hit last night for Oilers fans. And for anyone who was wondering and stuck around late in the chat, I said Klim Shady to score plus 350 as well. So, hey, if you saw that, you got a little extra box too. Someone tweeted me yesterday um, that they bet they got Clem Shady at like twenty to one on a live bet to score at any time in that hockey wow. game, which is uh, which is great. Uh, we do have yeah, and Tyler Mulek's in the chat. Did it hit? It did. If you go to my Twitter last night, I tweeted out <laughs> the video of it again. It was Oilers minus three and a half. McDavid and Drysaddle to score, and then mm-hmm. you also had first period. First period win, McDavid and Drysaddle power play points. Six legs, 70 to one, and it and it hit. Um, we do have a little bit of breaking news as we're, as we're starting the show today. Uh, the Oilers are putting Tyler Benson on waivers. He's one of four mm. NHLers hitting the waiver wire today. I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. If uh, if you're an Oilers fan who wants to see Tyler Benson stay in the organization, I, I don't think he's much of a risk of getting claimed unless a bottom feeder team like in Arizona says, yeah, We'll take a stab on someone who who's shown some decent production at the AHL level, obviously not at the NHL level. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more as we continue on. There's honestly a lot for us to get to today on the show, Liam, yeah. but I want to stay focused up on that win against the Coyotes last night. There was a lot to like. Uh, what stood out to you the most in a positive way? I, I think just the way they actually dominated, the way they were supposed to and almost the confidence that was going throughout the team too, which was very nice to see. And what was, I think 12 players got on the score sheet last night. Like when was the last time we saw that for this team? Like, it's just, it's really good. And I think overall, like this was expected by the Oilers, but I'm just happy that it actually happened because a lot of the stuff that has been expected this season simply has not gone as planned. So it was good. And, you know, I'm sure Skinner would have liked to have had a night over 900 save percentage, but also he wasn't given a lot to do in the goals they scored where they were the, what they were, right? Mm-hmm. In total yesterday, there were 18 Oilers skaters dressed in that hockey game. 12 of them found their way onto the score sheet. 16 of them either got on the score sheet or had at least one shot on goal as well. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. I do see the YouTube chat is uh, it's lighting up. And it was lighting up before we even started the show today, which you love to see. Uh, Liam, what's our light goal for today on the show? Well, I think we've got... So obviously, Klim Shady was great last night, and he was number 21. But yesterday, Zach Cassian made his return to Edmonton. So 44 is in the picture, or should we meet somewhere in the middle and say 40 is the light goal? 
Now nah, let's go 44. Let's go all the way up to uh, Zach Cassian. 44. 44 is the light goal. Yeah, Alex is in, in the bottom of our screen pointing up. So he wants the light goal to be 44. So hammer that like button if you're watching on YouTube or hammer the star button if you are watching on Facebook. I just saw we made a nice jump up. Uh, let's get into my three big things from last night's hockey game presented by Cornerstone Insurance, cornerstoneins.ca, Edmonton's very own. It's the premier boutique insurance brokerage, commercial home auto. The nation truck. Come on. Shout out to a cornerstone insurance. Number one from Helium. Remember early in the season, we had a conversation on this show about how Nuge was due and not just mm-hmm. due in the sense that like he was going to have six good games or something like that. He was due to be more productive than he has been in years past. And I see Jackie is in the chat saying Nuge is killing it. And that was my first big thing is that Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who Frank Saravalli named the number one power play player, pure power play player in the NHL on his piece up on dailyfaceoff.com. Nugent Hopkins has already surpassed his goal total from last season. And he's played not even half the amount of games. RNH up to 13 goals on the season. He could have had three or four more yesterday as well. He's having a fantastic season. He's doing it on the power play. And you know what else he's doing? He's scoring when he's not with McDavid or Drysaddle or Drysaddle. That last goal, great play, or his second goal was a great play by Kyler Yamamoto to get him the puck. And, you know, I I still don't love the idea of keeping McDavid and Dreisaitl together on the top line. I think eventually you need to split them up. But, Liam, if Nuge is going to keep playing like this, Jay Woodcroft can probably keep rolling with the big guns. Yeah, I think it it gives you, obviously, three weapons. One, uh, sorry, two weapons. One can be that... Drysdale and McDavid stay together, like you said, and Nuge can now drive his own line. Or he could go with the three-headed monster, like I spoke about earlier on this week too, where you just split all three of them up, put all three down the middle, and go get it done. Like I said yesterday when we were talking about should Drysdale and McDavid not be together, then one of them gets a a better pairing against uh, a weak Arizona team, obviously. And I mean, if Nuge is doing this stuff, there's nothing to say he can't play on the third line with the same guys, right? Like, who who did he play with last night? Yanmark and was it Yamo or Yessi? I can't remember. It was Yanmark and Yamo, yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's your kind of 2B line or something like that. But also, yeah, like, if hey, if he's scoring goals, that's kind of been the issue when Dreisaitl and McDavid have been up there together is nobody else is helping out behind and... If Nuge is going to start doing that, it's, it's great to see. And I, it's out of all the players on this team, he's the one guy I think everyone roots for every year to try and surpass everything he's done, right? Like yeah. he's just a, he's an Oilers legend and he's not even halfway through his career yet. Yeah, and that's a good point as well. 29 years old, there's still a lot of hockey left in front of Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Fan favorite because he signs the extension. That's gonna That should keep him an Oiler for the entirety of his NHL career as well. 13 goals in 27 games. This guy's on pace for more than 35 goals. Hashtag your M truck math. Um, he's on mm-hmm. pace for more than 82 points. Like this guy's on pace for almost 90 points. He's going to slow down at some point. He's shooting 19.1%. That is the opposite of last season, right? It was 7% last year. That'll meet in the middle here. But when you put in 13 in your first 27, even if the final 63 or 60 whatever games for Nugent Hopkins are the same as last year, this guy's going to pop home north of 25 goals for just the second time in his career. He's got to stay healthy because he does have a history of kind of getting banged up and always missing 10 to 15 games. If he plays all 82, Liam, is it fair to think he's going to be a 30 goal, 45 assist guy, like 75 points. Is that a good ex- expectation for a healthy Nuge? 
Yeah, I think that's totally reasonable. I mean, look what he's been doing. There's no, there's nothing to expect that to fall. I suppose like he had a, a small slump, I guess you could say, but like however many games that was, but still he's on pace for such good numbers. And hopefully the injuries aren't going to hold him back, like you said too. Like that's something that's plagued him now for most of his career. He's usually picking up an injury a season, so if he can stay on pace. And he's been so big for this team this year. Like we've talked about multiple times how the depth scoring hasn't been around for this team. And if it wasn't for Nugent Hopkins and who knows where this team could truly be right now with always scoring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Like if they didn't have Nuge scoring away from 97 and 29, it, it could be uh, pretty ugly. Um, someone was asking which coach it was that described him as a power play, witch. I don't remember that, but I know low tide loves using that line as well. So a uh, shout out to low tide whenever we can get one in the chat. You guys are buzzing right now. We're doing our three big things from last night's hockey game brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. But I want to do something fun. One, we're almost at 44 likes already. So if you haven't hit the like button and you're watching on YouTube, do it for us now. Also, Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's a lot of you watching. There's a lot of comments, but there's got to be some people out there who have never commented before. So if you're watching the show and you haven't commented on YouTube, let me know in the chat right now. I'd love to give you a shout out as a uh, first time commenter on the show. My second big thing was shot suppression, Liam. This team only allowed mm -hmm. 10 shots against through the first 40 minutes of that hockey game yesterday. Again, Arizona is beaten down. They're worn down. They're not that talented. Their GM probably likes seeing them lose because he wants the best chance at Connor Bedard. I understand that. But anytime you hold an NHL team to under 10 shots through 40 minutes, you are doing something right in that process. No Euler at all strength, so this is penalty kill included, was on the ice for more than nine shots against in that hockey game the other night. We hit our light goal. Shout out to everyone who hammered the like button as well. Should have um, made it but, 93. Hey, maybe we'll keep rolling. Maybe we'll set a new like record. I don't know what our like record is, but we should have something. that We should keep track of that. Uh, anyways, they did a great job keeping the Coyotes to the outside. And two days after Stuart Skinner had to face 50 shots on goal, hey, you made life pretty easy on him. Yeah, I mean... 
like you said, the Arizona Coyotes, and, and not to be disrespectful, obviously, but they're just not a great hockey team. But I think one I'll thing this does do they're now. terrible. They're a borderline AHL team. Continue. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Um, I think one thing to take away from it is maybe this is just a confidence thing going forward now, like a big win out of the way. The others have been doing well recently, five wins in the last seven, maybe a game like this where you're able to shut down your opponent so, so well can just be some momentum taken forward. Like guys like Broberg and Holloway got points last night too. Like you have to imagine those kind of things help the confidence of this team as a whole, especially after what happened on Monday against Washington, where Stuart Skinner had to stand on his head for you to win the game. Yeah, like <laughs> he would have had to stand on his head if they wanted to win, absolutely. Uh, Michael's in the chat, first-time commenter. What's up, Michael? Welcome to the YouTube chat. Uh, the third big thing for me, Clean Shady. Man. That guy, oh, yeah. I tweeted out yesterday when, <laughs> hey, why not? When he was doing the thing, he was holding his stick in on Brett Kulak's interview. He was hugging Zach Hyman during morning skate. I said, I'm all in on this guy being the answer, becoming a mm -hmm. fan favorite. And yesterday we saw what I would call his statement game as an Edmonton Oiler. Not only does he find the back of the net and he's got a beautiful celebration to go along with it, he adds an assist. He had three hits on the game, which was tied with Evan Bouchard for a team high, but also late in the game. What do you have to do when Zach Cassian's running around trying to stay relevant? You got to drop the mitts. And I love that Clem Costin showed a willingness to drop the gloves. Chris is in the chat, says Mr. Clem is him. Absolutely, Mr. Him. Let's hear what Clem had to say after the game last night. How, uh, I mean, how nice is it to have something like that at home with the Yeah, yeah, crowd I was line. winning this moment like uh, a lot of times, so it's a uh, like insane feeling. Uh, can you explain with my words, so like the, to score like in front of our fans. It's just like amazing feeling. Was that your, your hand there? It, it seemed like a pretty quick fight. Was that on a helmet or was that part of the game? I don't know. I didn't see. <laughs> I was just fighting, you know, like he just, uh, he, uh, he cross-checking me like from behind and grabbed my neck. I was like, okay, so there's, there's like no way to go in from, from this fight. When you, when you sort of came here from Russia, no one saw you as a guy that was going to fight a big top guy like Zach Cassian. And here you are and doing pretty well. Are you you maybe I'm not uh, you know I'm just you know like I'm not looking for a fight I just want to play hockey I just want to enjoy the hockey so but if fights coming I'm not going away so we need to protect this man at all costs Liam he's <laughs> he is a beautiful soul and I love him he seems like such a nice man and he's so memeable not in like in a good way you know, yeah, he is. <laughs> if uh, if you're watching and you haven't and you've never seen his interview from earlier this year with the Oilers, basically he got traded to the team, and the only player he knew in the organization was Dmitry Samurakov. And Clint Costin <laughs> was just told by his agent, "Hey, you're going to Edmonton." And the first thing in his head was, "Hey, my childhood friend Dmitry Samurakov plays there. He's the only Russian in the organization." I'm going to text him and let him know that I'm coming to Edmonton. <laughs> and he had no idea that it was actually him for Samurakov in the trade, a very pure moment. Um, and I love that. Yeah, like he said, first off, that hand, Alex, you can flash that up. He, his hand got the worst of that tilt with, uh, with Zach Cassian. But again, he's not afraid to drop the mitts. And this bottom six needs guys who are reckless on the forecheck, 
guys who have an element of toughness and are hard to play against, aren't afraid to drop the gloves, and also secondary scoring. And guess what? Those are three boxes that clean cost and checks them all, Liam. This guy is going to become a fan favorite. And I'm trying not to overreact to an 8-2 win over the Arizona Coyotes because if they lose against Minnesota, I'm going to be pissed off next Monday. And I fully recognize that. But clean Costin, and I would have said this regardless of how he played last night, you go on deep playoff runs with guys like this in your bottom six. Guys like this make an impact when the game gets tighter. I, I'm loving what I'm seeing. That, that was a great, great trade from Kenny Holland. Is he not just the new Zach Cassian? Like when you really look at it all, he's better. <clears throat> excuse me. He's yeah. He's probably going to be better. He's younger than what Cassian was when we got him too. But you look at the trade. We we trade we trade Cassian for Scrivens, like kind of a guy who wasn't going to make it anymore. Similar to Samar uh, to Cassian now. He's got the size. He's not scared to fight. He skates well. He shoots pretty well. Has like good offense. Like feel like we've just replaced Zach Cassian. And the irony is he fought Zach Cassian last night at Rogers Place. So I like Carson a lot. It's it's the him and him and Yanmark when they've come up have both had a very positive impact on this team, I think, since obviously Kane has gone and they've somewhat helped fill the void, which obviously you're not gonna come in and just replace Evander Kane. But someone like Carson and his style and everything is like really, really helped that a lot. And I like him. I think he's a fantastic player. He was obviously a first round pick. He was the captain of Russia's world junior team too. So this guy has got like, he's obviously got a lot of character to him. He's got a lot, he's got a lot of skill to him too. I think potential is, is very high with him. Like, I think he's going to be a really good player for the Oilers, not just the rest of this season, but hopefully for a long time too. You guys are loving him in the chat right now. Uh, Tyler says we should find a friend for him. Sad that Samurakov was traded for him. Yeah, that's a good point. Hashtag find Kleem a friend. Um, what else do we got here? The Guitar Maniac says sign Kleem to the Ross Johnston contract. So Ross Johnston, bottom six, tough guy with the New York Islanders. They gave him a four-year deal worth a total of $4.4 million, so $1.1 million a year. I mean, yeah, I, I always say that if you're a rich organization and, and you think you have a guy who's going to be a player, giving them those types of deals, as long as they stay under 1.1 million, because then you can bury the whole thing in the minors if, if stuff hits the fan. I, I would love to see that kind of a deal and uh, try not, again, not to get too far ahead of myself here, but he's only 23. Rusty, the reckless mm -hmm. optimist says, I can't believe Costin is only 23. Sign the man. Parker says he's a tougher Anton Slepyshev. Hey, we're getting Tony Slep references in the chat here. It's a good day. <laughs> Tyler says, can't wait to overpay him and then complain about the contract in two years. I mean, that's what happened with Cassie, and that's what happens with a lot of guys, right? But again, he's 23. Is he not an... He's an RFA at the end of the season. Granted, Arbright's. But I think if you went to Clean Costin and said, hey, it didn't work out in St. Louis. You have a home here. You have a spot. Let, let's run you a little four-year contract, bring you right to unrestricted free agency. So if you hit it off and you put together four straight years, guess what? UFA at 27 with maybe a 15, 20-goal season under your belt or a couple of them. Maybe you pop one year. I, I think that'd be a good spot. There's a chance here to obviously not overpay him, but have him on a contract that's team-friendly and works really well for each side for the next three, four seasons here. I, I'd love to see it. Ah, okay. There's a couple of you asking a question that I do think we need to get to. Lance says, does clean playing good mean Pugliarvi is on his way out? And then we also have Fighting Amish who says Pugliarvi is being driven out. Pugliarvi being driven out is a more honest narrative. 
Rusty says it's true. Sad to see that the media and fans are still driving players out after all this time. And I'll disagree with that a little bit because like there are some members of the media who are unreasonably hard on Yesa Puliyarvi. There are also a lot who are unreasonably supportive of Yesa Puliyarvi, right? It goes both ways. People, he's a polarizing figure, and I get it. Fan favorite, great underlying numbers, eye test, ugly, hasn't produced a drop yet this season. Someone texted into the Jason Greger show last week when I was listening, and they actually went through and like described all of his last like nine or 10 goals. And a lot of them are like on the doorstep in front, off his skate, off his ass, deflection. Like none of them are, he comes in, makes a great move, fires one bar down. The, the nicest goal I can remember him scoring is the slap shot against the Rangers last November in the big comeback game. Burns down the wing, bang, big shot past Gorgiev. The idea of him maybe being driven out by Clem Costin, eh, they play on opposite sides. If Yeso Pugliarvi was score, if he had six goals on the season, they can both coexist on your hockey team. That, that's not that big of a thing. The thing that will drive Yesa Pugliarvi out are two things, three things. One, if they're going to make a meaningful addition anywhere else on this team, you need to lose salary. And you can argue about whether or not this should be the case. I'm telling you it is the case. They like Yamamoto more. The room likes Yamamoto. He's a big part of, I won't call it the leadership group, but the leadership group likes having him around. They will keep Kyler Yamamoto over him. That's not even really debatable. Yamamoto's also signed for another season at $3.1 million and is, doesn't need a qualifying offer, right? You have him locked in, cost certainty, $3.1 mil. Yes, Apuliarvi is now arbitration eligible. His arbitration case probably won't be that good this summer unless the final 52, 55 games of the season go well. But you need to qualify him at what? $3.3 million? So do you want Pugliarvi, who's more expensive, who maybe your core doesn't want around as bad, is also a guy who was asked out in the past. It was, I'm, I was surprised when he wasn't moved this offseason. I think to a certain extent, yes, Pugliarvi was surprised to find himself back in Edmonton this September. I think, and Tom Gazzola had this line and we covered it a lot. There was a mutual understanding that these two sides both wanted to split up and it didn't happen. Okay, so you have a guy who is more expensive than Yamamoto, who the front office does not view as much of a solution or as a potential solution, and who has asked out in the past. I think Yesapuliarvi can be a fine NHL player. I think in the right spot, in the right situation, he's a defensively responsible player who gets you 17 plus goals every season. He can do that. It's... I don't think it's going to be in Edmonton. And you might not like that. You, you're I fan favorite. I can reach out right now and touch my Yesa Pugliarvi jersey hanging up in the closet next to me. I get it. You love him. From a purely hockey perspective, I think we're getting to the end here. Corb says, last resort, wave him for the cap space. That doesn't give you a, that gives you 1.1 in relief. You'd have to replace him with someone at league min. That doesn't do anything. You got to outright move him. If you know you're, and we talked about this with Frank last week yet, if you know you're not going to qualify him, which they're not, they're not qualifying the guy. He's not getting 3.3 million. They're not going to give him the chance to accept that. 
Don't lose him for nothing. Throw him into a deal at the deadline. He'll have a bit of value. Shit, Frank said yesterday that if you offered him for Carlson at 50%, San Jose might take it, or Edmonton would be the one saying no in that scenario. So, you know, Liam, like, I'm not being hard on the guy. He will be an NHL player for a while. I just don't think it's going to be here. And I think, honestly, on a human level, if you read the interview that Spectre transcribed, his interview from Finland, he's talking about, he's dejected, man. He doesn't think it's going to work here. He's doubting himself as an NHL player. I feel bad for him. I want him to get a fresh start. Um, yeah, I think the comments yesterday were kind of from a human level, like you said. I think anyone who read that was, oh man, that just kind of, kind of sucks to see someone who the fans we've all hoped so much that he can like kind of pan out to what he is. And I think at this point, obviously, he's not going to be the fourth overall pick that he was meant to be, but. I think he's still a good NHL player. I think right now he's obviously struggling incredibly, and I'm sure not even being from Canada or the United States is not helping him at all either for his own mental sake, I suppose, too. So I don't know. I I think Pugliavi does have some value still to this team and in the league as a whole. I I don't think putting him on waivers is helpful um, because if he does get claimed, you just lose an, an NHL forward for, for nothing. I think yesterday, uh, Jay Woodcroft was kind of talking about him and just saying how like they believe in Yessi. And it's weird when you hear Woodcroft speak, you almost believe every single word he says, no matter what he's talking about. So he was just saying, he's like, we believe in him. And like, we know we got to get the confidence up. And he was kind of saying how he was disappointed to hear what he had to say, not because he was like disappointing what he said, but just to see how low he kind of is feeling right now. So I think this is a big thing for the team too, after seeing that kind of stuff in the reports, like hopefully the team themselves can rally around Yessi and maybe help him out too in, in some aspects of his game and just a confidence level maybe as well as just another a little thing for him. But I, I'm rooting for him. I hope he can figure it out, whether it's with us in Finland or in the NHL, wherever he may be. It's just, it'd be good to see him get back on the stride again. Sergeant Battle, good to see him in the chat, says, I wonder if any of this would happen, would be happening if Demko doesn't rob him game one of the season. I'm, I would argue that yep. if, if you're that frat, but if you're that fragile, the cold streak would have came I, at some point, you know? Well, I think the cold streak just comes with him anyway, but I do think getting a goal on the first night of the season is big. Like he got one at the start of last season and had a great start to the year until he got injured, right? So mm-hmm. I think he's a he's a player that rides the roller coaster and right now he's just on a big downward drop, unfortunately. He's gotta get back up. Terry says it's hard to understand how bad he's become in Edmonton. Agreed. I don't believe it's the final truth about him. Agreed. Uh, Kyler says, mm-hmm. I think Columbus would be interested in getting JP in a trade, reunite him with Line. Got to remember, Yarmo Kekalainen finished GM. He's the one who passed on Pugliarvi at third overall back in 2016. They took Pierre Luc Dubois. Everyone was stunned that a finished GM would pass on a high end finished prospect, but. I, I think you can maybe think about that one a little bit and why it could have happened. Uh, it's going to be a quicker-ish version of the show today. So let's jump into the wrap on today. We're brought to you by our friends at Betway and our bets. Liam, no Oilers game tonight, but you had a good night last night. What are you eyeing up tonight on Betway? Yeah, yesterday was nice. Uh, a little perfect evening tonight. Have we got him up here, Alex? Oh, no worries. I will continue to talk. We are going to go with two ones. I'm going to actually go back to the two teams that I bet on two days before in the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Dallas Stars. I'm going to go with a Jason Robinson shot prop. He's hitting three straight. 
Minus 150, I know it isn't fantastic, but maybe you could even just parlay these two together because Austin Matthews has been scoring a lot too recently from the NHL website. It said he'd scored four of the last five. So Austin Matthews, obviously one of the best goal scorers in the league. If you can get him at even money at any time, it's probably worth the risk to jump on it. Yeah, I, I like that one. I like the Robertson shot prop as well. Those both look solid. For me tonight, I am going into that Toronto LA game, but how about this? Michael Bunting, not just on a six-game point streak, he's on a six-game assist streak. Not bad. You can Ooh. get him tonight. Minus 135 to get a point, plus 140 to pick up an assist. I'm betting both of those in the Toronto LA game. And the other game tonight that uh, I was targeting was the over between Nashville and Tampa Bay and the Roman Yossi that shot prop as well. There you go. There's a, there's a lot to play with tonight. There's a lot of NHL yep. games. It's a decent NHL slate. Uh, if you had Tage Thompson to score five plus last night, you're probably feeling pretty good today. That was unbelievable, man. Like I won. I had the over yeah. in that game as one of my NHL bets. So Tage Thompson, my guy, basically hit him, hit it himself. Also, you know me, I play a lot of DraftKings and I had a couple of great lineups last night. Everyone was on fire, but I didn't have Tage Thompson. He was 16% picked in the tournament I was in. So I basically had no shot of making money because Tage Thompson put up 70 DraftKings points yesterday. Insane. Holy shit. Yeah, that guy is, uh, he's been on a bit of a tear this season. I showed his numbers on like his first 100 and something games. He only had 18 goals. And now in his last 100 and something, he's at like 46. So it's quite the turnaround for Mr. Thompson in Buffalo. And you know, it's kind of nice to see Buffalo kind of turn things around a little bit and start to get on the rise too after being in, down in the dumps for so long. I think they're a fun NHL team to have around. We have a new like record on the show all the way up at 55. Mm. 55, Liam. Thank also, you. we almost hit, we, again, we've hit it when you combine all of the platforms. And I know there's a lot of people who watch this show as a podcast, but my goal is to get at some point 100 at once on YouTube. We hit 94. Mm. Ah. We were right there. We were right there. Ah, too bad. We're gonna need. We're gonna need a big trade or something. Ken Holland is gonna have to splash the cash, and I think we'll get to a hundred when that happens. Uh, someone was asking about Tyler Benson. We touched on that quickly off the jump. We'll wrap up with that. If you missed it, Tyler Benson on waivers today. Uh, Oilers looking to assign him down to Bakersfield. I would go ahead and say eighty-five, ninety percent chance Tyler Benson clears. 90% chance Tyler Benson clears, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And it, oh, yeah. For people in the chat, unless you're Rusty, who said he dropped Tage Thompson after week one, I feel for you, man. Uh, but if you're Lyle, he's got him in fantasy. Yeah. He, you slept good last night if you had uh, Tage Thompson in your fantasy hockey, on your fantasy hockey team. What a nightmare. That's unbelievable. He has the, yeah. the last two most recent six-point games. He has the only two six-point games this season. Ooh. Alex sent me a tweet earlier. That's the first time that's happened in NHL history, I think, where a guy has had the only two six-point games in a season. Remarkable. Wow. Yeah, he's kind of come out of nowhere. I, I guess one thing, which I'm just assuming at this point, Benson probably went down for cap reasons, right? Which would mean Fogel or McLeod is probably going to come back. Yeah, early reports are indicating that Warren Fogle could be ready to be activated for tomorrow's game here. Alex actually has this Tage Thompson numbers. We can flash that up. Two six-point games, both of them by Tage Thompson. First player in NHL history to have two 
to have the first two six-point games of a given season. There you go. Um, tomorrow, it's a short for giant game day edition of the show. So, yes, Flying Hawaiian Bag Milk is going to be stopping by. Jay's going to be there as well. So we're going to be going roundtable style for the entire show tomorrow. Sherwood for giant game day edition of things. Shout out to everyone who hammered that like button all the way up to 60 today. You love to see it. We'll try to crush that tomorrow as the Oilers look to finish the homestand with a three and one record. Shout out to Soho on Jasper, SohoYeg.com or SohoYeg on socials where you can find them. Sportscloset.ca, St. Albert Mall, Sherwood Park Mall, Kingsway Mall as well. Cornerstone Insurance. And of course, all of you for listening and Betway. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, noon Mountain Time. We'll chat with you then. Have a good Thursday, everybody. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. <laughs> <laughs>